Welcome to Eclipse, a Dungeons & Dragons sci-fi fantasy thriller. I'm Jeremy Fair, my pronouns are he, him, and I will be the Dungeon Master. My name is Megan Kelleher, my pronouns are she, her, and I play Ava Elgin, whose pronouns are also she, her. I'm Cage, I'll be playing Soul Red Hammer, and both of our pronouns are she, hers. I'm Danny, I'll be playing Whiskey, and both of our pronouns are she, hers. I'm Rob, I'll be playing Info Scott, and our pronouns are he, they. I'm Adam DeWeese, I go by he, him, and I'll be playing Dr. Shepard, who goes by they, them. time on Eclipse. You all headed to an underwater grotto where you were hoping to find some Salaguin. You were coming to investigate the Salaguin with the help of 13 lizard folk, one of which is Sultan, who you've all become friends with. And you learned that one, this used to be a grotto that had belonged to the lizard folk a couple years ago before it was taken from them by the Salaguin. And two, Upon entering the cave, it seems like there are more than just Salaguin in here. You all entered this underwater grotto cave, and you saw what looked like a pile of something. So you went to investigate and found that it was a hole filled with Salaguin corpses. Just dozens and dozens of these corpses. And as you were all investigating it, there was a noise behind you. And when you turned, there seemed to be another Salaguin crawling across this cave floor. Um, when a couple of the lizard folk went to investigate, there was a sudden flash of light. The body literally exploded, and half of the lizard folk were basically wiped out from that explosion. Um, you all didn't get much time to really figure out what's going on, other than knowing that the before the Salguin exploded, it said, they're still here. And then you were fired upon by something else. There were beams of energy just being shot towards all of you. And you got attacked by what were actually four Kuatoa who were wearing some sort of very futuristic, like cybernetic armor and were wielding energy plasma rifles. After a fight, you managed to kill three of them. And just as you were going to slay the final one, it actually dropped another one of those grenades onto the ground and vanished it just disappeared before your eyes the grenade blew up and all of you took some damage but i do not think that any of you died including the remaining seven lizard folk so now we start off right there what are you all doing you are looking down on the ground there are three of these kuatoa corpses info i know started to tear apart and take some of the cybernetic wiring and plates and just check them out and the rest of you are all just sitting here. I mean, it's been seconds since this event has occurred. Info, did you heal us since the explosion? Why am I at full HP? Uh, I did prayer of healing. That had to have been after the combat, because prayer of healing takes like 10 minutes. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Gotcha. I, I remember that. Okay. I'm at full health because I was the only one who stayed back and was being cautious. Oh, no, I was hiding. Whiskey's still up in the rocks. Well, I am squishy and small. And smart. That too. The area where these Kuatoa just suddenly appeared and started firing from you is an elevated area. And 
It's almost like stairs. I mean, they don't seem like they were carved or mined into the actual stonework, but just the way it was shaped, probably from running water over you know thousands of years, does kind of make steps more or less that head upward into some sort of cave tunnel. Uh, it seems like that's where they might have came from. There was also another cave tunnel that um, veered off straight of the entrance, and that was right behind where all the Salguin corpses were that you were originally examining. And then there's a third tunnel that's actually up on the wall, and uh, this is where Whiskey is currently perched, kind of staying out of all this. Since I'm already here, I think uh, I want to take a look around, see what sort of uh, weird shit there is in my surroundings. Sure. So it is very dark in here. One thing I mentioned before, however, is that it's not entirely dark. Like, there are torches that are lit inside of this cave there's not very many of them but it's it seems like the things in here do rely on light a little bit this area is no exception there's one single torch burning in this narrow cave pathway it seems like it's perfect for whiskey because you can fit through it very easily the other party members could fit but it would be uh probably a little bit of a struggle it just twists and turns and has some narrow bends but whiskey you can easily walk through this being a halfling and as you move forward to investigate, you get an even stronger sense of this morbid smell of death, the smell of rot that has permeated the cave. It seems like you were heading towards more of that. It does go up as well into uh, up into the cave. Right. Well, that ain't good. Um, I'm going to come back to my friends and uh, point out that I, I found... Uh, there's another cave over here, and it's got, um, well, it smells like death. And, uh... Something new. Uh, yeah. I, it's kind of my size. Um, but I think we should maybe check this one out. But, I don't know, maybe with some weapons and shit, just in case those Kuatoa things come back. Or there are more of them, I don't know. I have a knife. We could strap it to Howard. I, you know, I don't... I don't know that Howard would go for that. Apricot might. Yeah, Apricot <laughs> likes knives. I've seen that I mean, thing just run around with knives. It's really scary. Uh, sure. If if Apricot wants to come with me, uh, we can we can give her a knife. And uh, I, I was thinking maybe one of y'all might want to come with me, but I, I'll just take the, the weasel and the lizard. That's fine. You say it was whiskey sized. I ain't going to fit. Well, not comfortably, no. I'll try. Two questions, Jamie. So you mentioned how dark it is in here. Would you say it's dim light? I would say it's dim light. Okay. Why is it time? <laughs> well, I don't even know if I need this. Um, how high is whiskey? Like how it's not even a raised platform, is it? It's just like a stairs that you just like walk up. I would say this is more steep than the ones you were fighting on. Uh, it's like a kind of a halfway ladder, halfway stair type of climb, clambering up onto these cliffs. But it's not like too difficult. You wouldn't have to make a check or anything. But it is noticeably steeper. Well, I can I can do this three times a day and I've never got to do it. So I'm just going to say, watch this. And I'm going to turn on my steps for the night, which is a bonus action. As long as I'm in dim light or darkness, I can magically give myself a flying speed and now I can just fly. Oh. Yo. For one minute and I'm just going to kind of fly up to whiskey. Well, hell, let's, uh, let's get going. Can I ride? Mm, I don't. That's up to God. <laughs> Hop on. Let's see. Hop on. Let's see. The famous last words. Ride or die. 
<laughs> I feel like she could ride on their shoulders, but it's so narrow in here. I don't know that that would be an advantage. Yeah, I don't think we need it. <laughs> All right. Plus, we're like already there. Like, I don't. I didn't even need to fly myself, and whiskey's already up here, so we definitely don't need to fly. But uh, fine. I mean, we could do a quick, just quick spin of the room if whiskey's. Well, yeah. You know, once that. Just a, just a quick little spin. Whiskey's all about the piggybacks. I, I have an idea. I can, I can, uh, I can reduce myself. All right. And then I'll just shrink down to for a ride or to go through uh, the tunnel. To go through the tunnel, I get, I can shrink down to like whiskey size. Well, how big is how big is the dock? Like, is it something where like a human could fit in, or like only like a small race? No, I mean they could all fit in. It's just it. it you, some of you are gonna have to bend and squeeze and duck and. Oh, I'll go. I mean, I can I can bend. I'm dexterous. I mean, I'm pretty short. I'm just bulky. You're husky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll have to just go in sideways. Yeah, I guess info will just army crawl at that then. Save the spell slot. All right, so is it just the three of you? that Are you all going or just the three of you? It sounds like everybody's going now. Yeah, I think we're all gonna. An apricot has a knife. Remember that. I I would though before we leave like this cavern area. I don't know how much of these things that um the info grab, but if there are any remnants of those collars or something that were on the Kuotoa. I think Solra would be curious to see if there are crystals that are powering those because we had that whole conversation with Minxy about that being a different kind of crystal. And mm. I think she'd be curious about trying to learn more about anything that could do with different kinds of crystals. Yeah. So there are the three corpses and on the three corpses, they literally have cybernetic armor that looks like it has been installed upon their flesh. It is not something they can simply take off as far as you can tell. It's surgically applied. And um, they did have some crystals attached to them. They had crystals that were in their armor as well as crystals that were in their rifles. Uh, when you all looked at it, they were red crystals. And the three crystals in their armor were cracked, but the three crystals in their guns could still be salvaged. She will most certainly take those. <laughs> so yeah, as you're examining these uh, uh, pieces of material, you're noticing like these definitely are not sets of armor that you've ever seen in the Lord's Armada, but it almost looks like they are scraps from Lord's Armada tech. Almost like they got scraps of stuff from the from the Aracocra area. Yes, and you notice portions of the logo where you're like, "That's that's the Lord's Armada logo." Hey, uh, everyone, I, I think I think y'all should see this. Um, so this armor, uh, it, it might not look familiar at first glance, but uh, like here's part of a uh, Lord's Armada crest, and um, and she like. I think that she's probably still got some of the stuff that she picked up because she picked up some of the scraps that were up at the like the Aracocra like nest area. And I think that she'll like show like a comparison of how some of those scraps look compared to the stuff that we're seeing in front of us. Yeah. And even your own armor that you're all wearing, the Lord's Armada armor um, that has the different abilities, depending on how you decide to use your crystal. Like even you can it looks like even, you know, like, oh, this is like the same metal and like like you can just. Comparing it side by side, it is uncanny. As, you know, 
if you weren't if you didn't work for Lords Armada, I might have made your role for it. But you can tell just by literally looking at it like, yeah, this is made basically from these leftover scraps for sure. And this is what the Kuatoa had. This is what, yeah, are installed on their on their body. So they're almost like helmets that cover most of their face. And like there's like a cybernetic enhanced eye. And it's like almost it's like a cyborg. Like they're literally like cyborg Kuatoa. Well, that's that's weird. I don't, I don't like them. Yeah, it's like Festivus, though, for salvaging. And then just like juggling all these little bits and bobs and like putting stuff in his hot box. <laughs> Saving these for later. So is Whiskey just still up on that little cliff shelf? Yeah, she's she's not going anywhere. She's gonna. It was hard to get up there. She'll want to come down. And Shepard, you've already flew up there as well, correct? Yeah. All right. Info, are you going to join? Is everyone joining them? Yeah. Okay. So as you all clamber up onto this shelf, like I said, it's not very difficult. Um, it's just it is noticeably more steep, more of a climb than a than a walk. And um, as you get to this cave, there's some parts that like hang low and you have to duck down between them. The entire thing is moist and none of you can deny this gross smell of, of rotting flesh. I mean, it's it is the strongest source of this smell uh, since you've came into the cave. As you look into this room, you see a dozen or so Sawagun corpses floating in the water. They're all bloated. They definitely look to be very long dead. And then in the middle of the room is this rock that's about 10 feet across. And uh, the only movement you see is this water flowing down from the ceiling in like a like a small waterfall. Dr. Shepard, you have a passive perception of 17. Is that correct? 17 or 18. Maybe it is a 17. Let's see. Me and Shepard both. 17, yes. My passive investigation's 18. I don't know why. All right. So as you're looking in this room, you don't see any movement, but you do suddenly notice out of the side of your eye, one of the bodies disappears. And then there's just ripples in the water. Do you see that whiskey? Uh, what now? Huh? Ow. Something ate, I think, ate one of the bodies. Oh, I wonder if it's one of those sharks. They said there were sharks. Damn it, I don't like sharks. Mm, maybe sharks. Right. Well, um, I, ooh. I was going to say I can cast fireball, but I don't think that'd work with sharks in the water. If you can get them come out, I will... Uh... Does anyone have to detect sharks? <laughs> mm, I didn't prepare that one today. Oh, I know. I can use thorn whip. And I can whip one right out of the water, like fishing. Mm. That's exactly what fishing is like, that... yeah. <laughs> yes, let's do it. What could go wrong? Yep, it'll be right in your face. Huh? <laughs> right. Um... Doing a little bit of fly fishing. Worst case scenario, we dive into the moist hole. I'll have Firebolt ready, because I don't see this going well at all. Info's gonna just... Info's gonna kind of look over and just wink at Whiskey and go, When does it? Silver would like to be at, like, the other side of, like, the... Just in case things start coming from... Yeah, start coming from the back side of, of where we are at with all this noise that's gonna about to happen. <laughs> yeah, We've got a couple lizard buds still alive, right? Yes. You do. There are six of the normal lizard folk warriors and then also Sultan. When you all walked over to that area to investigate, I think that they are kind of just standing in the middle of the room, you know, looking around, but more so like leaving this up to you, kind of just watching the area to make sure nothing attacks. But 
Sultan is still kind of scared. I mean, he he changed drastically after his six warriors just exploded. Um, it seemed to affect him. He's just used to like fighting things with spears, and now there's magic explosions. But you go ahead and info. You cast the thorn whip spell. Are you just doing it on the nearest corpse? Yep. And eleven. All right. You thorn whip one of the corpses with an eleven, and you tug on it, and you feel like it should pull over to you pretty easily. And it does at first, and then it feels like there's a snag, and you'll actually see something move on the body. It's really, I mean, it's so small, it's really hard to tell what it is. And then suddenly something will burst out of the water right at you. Um, There seems to be a long brownish tentacle or tendril that just erupts out of the water, goes straight towards you like scorpion. You can just imagine something screaming, get over here. And uh, go ahead and make a strength saving throw. Uh oh, strength sounds like it's trying to pull you. That's not going to be good. I got a three. <laughs> and can I can I shoot off my firebolt that I had prepared? You can as soon as I roll this check. As <laughs> soon as I roll a new character. <laughs> yeah, as soon as Info rolls a character, you can do whatever you want. Info is about to get wet. This is gonna be some Jaws two action. You're just going to, like, see me pull a grenade from inside its mouth. So it's only a nine, but it was a strength saving throw versus a nine. So, unfortunately, you lose the strength competition. This tendril launches out of the water, wraps around your arm, tightens, and begins to pull you in. You are currently grappled, and you are yanked off the edge of the cliff, down into the water, and whiskey fires a firebolt. Go ahead and roll. Uh, so that is 18 plus 7, so 25. 25 definitely hits. Go ahead and roll damage. And that is uh, 16 damage. You fire your firebolt into the water. You hear a sizzle, um, but then the water starts kind of bubbling and moving really rapidly. And this thing will suddenly burst free from the water. It looks like a large pointed stone something coming off this stone you see the extended tendril which seems to be holding info in the water and you see another three tendrils flailing about go ahead and make a wisdom check yeah 16 you can identify this as a roper. Oh hell! You have never seen an aquatic variety before. Yeah, this is this is not good, um, y'all. We got a roper here, but it's a a, a wet roper. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, what does that mean, whiskey? I don't think. <laughs> not yeah, I don't think that's <laughs> what they're. It was. Called. It's a water roper. I, I don't know what to call it. It's a it's a roper in the water. They don't go there, but this one did, um, and it's got info. So, um, can anyone else heal if I I just shoot off a fireball? <laughs> Let's go ahead and roll initiative. Yeah, I was gonna say we're gonna have to fight this thing. An eight. Oof. Ava got a ten. Daddy needs a twenty. Oh, <laughs> nice. Twenty-two with advantage. You just gotta call your shot. Yeah, that would be a nat one plus one for two. An eight, and then what does Solred get? Five. <laughs> All right, and then I'll just roll the lizard folk, because why not? I don't think they're going to fit up in this cave behind us. <laughs> I hope they don't try. Yeah, I will say, I I do not think, like, 
Sultan could even fit if he wanted to, but the rest might be able to. They're not super large. All right, so we start with Info with the 22. Info, you've been yanked into the water. Uh, this thing, you don't know what it is. The rest of them can see it. You are just being like pulled and held under the water. Um, as you go down, you're bumping against all sorts of other things. Seems like there are a lot more bodies below the surface. Relative to me, do I have some sort of idea of roughly how large this is based on that tentacle wrapped around me? Uh, yeah, the tentacle is pretty large. I mean, it's definitely bigger than like a rope or something. Um, it's, I don't know, it's like the size of a, like a, like a can. That's how thick the, the tentacle is and it's okay. wrapped around you. Uh, let's see here. On your turn, you get to make a DC strength check to see if you can break free. A uh, 15. Oh, a 15 is what you needed. And Sweet. you jumped in the water. You managed to struggle free. Maybe it's distracted by seeing that there is more than just you in this cave. And, um, yeah, go ahead and proceed. Uh, info is kind of pissed off, uh, a little embarrassed, and Info is going to grab the tentacle and cast reduce to try and shrink the rover down because <laughs> last time it worked really well and who knows the dc 15 saving throw con saving throw dc 15 con roll off the floor that dice is gone forever jeremy it is gone forever <laughs> i'll just roll it in roll 20 we know the rule if it hits the floor it's a natural one if it hits the floor it's dead forever 21. Oh, are you kidding? Ooh. I'll take that die on the floor, please. I, didn't, I don't know where it is. I will step on it in an hour. <laughs> yeah. no. Info's just gonna, like, cuss under his breath, because that was his action. Alright, well, you did break free, and, and uh, I think that's what really counts here. We go to Ava. With a 10. Okay, um, so Info is free of the tentacle. Where did... Well, you don't see info. You see splashes, and you can guess where info is. Uh, info is still underwater, um, and you don't know whether or not they've been broken free from the tentacle. I would say they're about 12 feet away from you. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to do a uh, uh, toll the dead on the tentacle. See if I can scare it. It has to make a DC 14 wisdom save. 16. Boo. Um, let's Boo. see what else I can do. Uh... I I think that's my turn for now. So after your turn, we will move right ahead to Shepard. Shepard, I'll just want to say Shepard rolled an eight and goes third. Yeah, so that's saying something. A question before I go. Can Info swim? Or is Info just, if he's loose in the water, he's just sinking to the bottom? In the case of a water landing, Info can be used as a flotation device. So, <laughs> okay, oh I just God. wanted to make sure if I needed to levitate you out. He has a lot of hollow areas, remember? But would the TSA let him on the plane is the question. Then instead of levitating info out of the water, I'm going to try to like just catch sight of just one of the tentacles and uh I'm going to try to shoot it with guiding bolt to uh hopefully illuminate the entire creature so that we can see it a lot easier since right now it's not going so well. Unfortunately, I also can't see it very well, and that reflects on my nine that I just rolled. So I'm just kind of blindly firing shots, hoping I'm not hitting info with this uh, x-ray gun. And you're flying. 
yeah. with whiskey on your back. I yeah I yeah. I forgot I was still flying right now. To be honest, I thought that would have ended because that was only a minute, and we did a, we did a lap. Yeah, we did do a couple laps around the room real quick and then landed. All right, I'll say after the first round, your minute wears off and you slowly pit her down to the ground. Damn, that would have been cool if I would have had more time. I could just like fly above and fucking pop shots like I was in Fast and the Furious or something, but okay. Anything else? No, I'll uh, stay where I'm at and uh, yeah, that's all I got. All right, then we will go to the Roper's turn. The Roper, it's just sticking out of the water. Um, it has a weird, fleshy, yet stone-looking consistency to its skin. It is buoying out of the water. It's really hard to tell how large this is. I mean, the piece that's sticking out of the water itself is pretty large. I would say it's sticking up at least four and a half feet, um, and it looks uh, like it just gets, you know, like an iceberg, just larger under the surface. It's staring at you with this creepy red wide eye that is used to living in darkness and this very hungry looking maw that's snapping at you it uh is very creepy especially with the other three tendrils flailing around speaking of which one of these tendrils is going to fly forward it is going to go straight for dr shepherd's ankle no and uh as it goes to attack you go ahead and make a strength check you know that's not my strong suit an 18 though 19 minus one yeah it rolls a 15 i think it's because i'm still landing right like it's going for my leg and i just kind of like fly up a little bit and then go back down so it launches this tendril forward um and yeah it, it goes right between your legs it misses maybe it did not anticipate that you were going to just suddenly drop down onto the ground it has it does have a multi-attack so it's going to go ahead and use another tendril this time it's going to actually go straight for whiskey so as one was going for your ankle the other one is wrapping around and these things are very long uh, like literally 25 feet long it's going to move up and then try to snatch whiskey right off of your back just like a quick morning snack uh, 24 and you can you make a strength you say yeah okay. so that's 19 plus 2 is 21 Oh my god, he rolled so good! <sighs> Even with the 21, it is not enough. This tendril wraps around you, and it yanks you right off of Dr. Shepard's back. Hell. It uh, uses its real action to pull you straight towards it, and then it will make the bite attack as it attempts to feed you to itself. Damn it. I'm a small <laughs> man. That is going to be a 4d8 plus 4. <laughs> for 31 oh. damage. Three of those are eights, Jeremy. I don't code roll 20. <laughs> you have one hit point? It's Jeremy. One hit point left. Holy smokes. So you see this thing pull whiskey right off of your back, Shepard, put her face in its mouth, and it starts to chomp down. You just see her legs hanging out, kicking. You don't know how bad it is, but you can see her blood. <gasps> And we're going to move on to Soul Red's turn. Okay. Uh, we still have water breathing, right? Because that's like a 24-hour thing that we did. Okay. You do, yes. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, uh, Sultan, can you uh, just make sure nobody comes up behind us? And then she'll turn around and she'll just kind of run towards this roper leaping off the ledge and just 
She's gonna try and smash it with her hammer, obviously. Fuck yes. Alright, go ahead and roll this attack. Oh, that's a two on the die, so that's certainly not gonna do it. But I get two attacks per action, so... Okay, yeah, the first one misses. So you jump <laughs> off... Belly flop. <laughs> ...into the water and just I miss. Probably, like, I probably slipped on, like, one of, like, the rocks had water on it and... I think you slip on the jump and you're lucky to land squarely on that solid platform rock that's yeah, okay. That's only a 14 on the second one. So the second one does not hit. Uh, but I do have action surge, so I can do that again and hopefully roll better this time. Okay, that's a little better. That's a dirty 20 to hit. All right, that will hit. It's a gnarly fight. That is 14 bludgeoning damage. So you're going to hit it for 14 bludgeoning damage, and you have a, still have a second attack, right? I do. And... Well, no, because it's got her in like a tentacle, right? So like, it's holding make... her and chewing on her. Yeah. Okay. So I was gonna say like with Crusher, I can make it like move five feet to an unoccupied space, but that's not gonna like. Right. You could push it up onto the rocks though. Five feet back, it it would at least be a little bit more out of the water. Sure. Let's do that. Maybe it'll be more of an advantage to us. All right, one thing you notice as you push this thing out of the water is that it, it is large, but it's not substantially larger under the water. All all in all, if it's just on solid ground, it might be like six feet in height. It's still pretty big, um, but you at least know the size of it. And you also notice you see all four tentacles, so you do know info is no longer being grappled. Okay, well, that's good, too. Uh, that's a 22 on the second hit on the action surge. Ooh, that hits as well. Oh, that's max damage. Uh, so that's... Uh, 16 uh, bludgeoning damage then. Oh, nice. Alright, you've all done a substantial amount of damage to this thing. It does seem to still be flailing. My, my first round of actions might have been a little lackluster, but she came back. <laughs> Whiskey, it's your turn. You're in pain. Hell yeah, I am. I'm, uh, I'm gonna cast some magic missile. Okay, I don't think you'll <laughs> miss from this distance. I, I don't think so. I, I don't think that's an option. So, I don't think it can miss at all. Yeah, it auto hits, so this is good. Yeah, we're, we're going to do that at, at second level. 14 points of damage. So as you're literally in its mouth, like your whole body, but you're like your knees down with everyone else just looks like ankles, and you fire this magic missile inside its mouth from yep. inside its body. Yep. Um, and yeah, you deal a pretty good, pretty good amount of damage. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to do? I will say, actually, you do get an attempt to break free. So go ahead and make a strength save. Uh, 16. You break free. So as you launch this magic missile into its mouth, you do feel the tendril loosen just enough for you to push yourself out of its mouth and plop down into the water. Um, when you hit the water, you realize you are bleeding substantially. Yeah. I'm just going to let myself sink as far as I can. <laughs> <laughs> like out of the way. This pool is a great place for open wounds. Oh, oh, with all these oh. bodies marinating. And... Oh, and I don't know what else is in there either. Maybe I won't. Well, I'm in the water now. It's like a hot tub. I feel like there's not a lot else I can do at this point. So, all right, you're in the water with all the corpses and info. All right, we go to the lizard folk. They're just outside looking around. Like if this was a movie, there'd just be like hotel waiting room music playing, and they're just like looking. Yep, everything seems to be clear. <laughs> Info, it's your turn. You're in the water. You're free, though. What are you going to do? Oh, they're so useful. 
Uh, how close am I to Whiskey? Do I see her? Um, I think if you popped your head out of the water, you'd see her. That she's like, you know, like maybe five feet away. Can't see all her blood. Uh, There's a lot of blood. Just follow the blood. Okay, here's the idea. Could Info swim by Whiskey and touch her and still get up to that thing's mouth? Yeah. Yeah, it's all pretty close. Yeah, In one turn. All right. So, what Info's going to do... Uh, he's going to start kind of swimming over. His floaties have popped out of his <laughs> arms, and he's just kind of paddling. Um, and he's going to, on the way past Whiskey, he's going to see what's left of her ruined face. And he's going to just, like, bing, and tap her on the forehead and cast Cure Wounds. And then he's going to keep going. And as he's going away, he's like, you're welcome! I was just thinking, like, boop. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boop, here's six points of healing. The healing that no one uses because it's big. Um, and then he's gonna get up to that thing's mouth and wedge himself in the open mouth. And we do the cure wounds here. Uh, whiskey got a whole six healing. So you're going into its mouth. Yeah, that's what info does. <laughs> that is what info does. Okay. So info's like wedged himself in its mouth now. So now if anyone wants to shoot into its head and like go for it again. Alright, then we go to Ava. Ava, what would you like to do? I think he was going to look at her fist and just be like, all right, we tried magic. We gave it a fair shot. It's time to punch. And I'm going to get it, I guess, as close as I can do it. I mean, I can get within punching, kicking range, right? Because there's those little stones kind of like by the water. Yeah, yeah, I mean, definitely. I think you can get right up to the edge because it's on the same cliffside that you, that's basically the beach. Right. The cliff into the water. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to just make, I'm going to make three unarmed strikes. And I'm going to roll them on here because it's easier. All right. That's a dirty 20. Holy shit. Ooh. And Damn. Well, you got a plus eight, so that's pretty crazy. Another dirty 20. <laughs> and a 26. So I guess all three will hit. Yes, they do. And okay, so I guess I'll roll damage. Um, I guess I'll punch him a bunch real hard. 21 damage, and I would love it if it would make a DC 12 con save. Okay. 18. We need to get that die back to you, because these <laughs> roll 20 rolls are too powerful. Yeah, that die was much better for us. <laughs> um. All right. This is, this is like a creative rules thing, I guess. So I'm looking at stunning strike, and it says, well, it says when you hit with a melee weapon attack, but monk, like, unarmed is considered melee weapon. Um... You can spend a key point to make the target stunned until the end of the next turn if it fails a con save, which it didn't. And I made three attacks that all hit. So does it have to make three saves or is it just it doesn't say once per turn? They are different attacks. So why not? Yeah. OK, so I guess it needs to make two more. I guess. Yeah. I mean, it only has to fail one of them. But yeah, two more DC 12. Seven and 17. So it failed one. OK, it failed one. So it's now stunned until the end of my next turn. So it's incapacitated. It can't move. It can only speak falteringly, but I don't know if it could speak before. Uh, automatically fails strength and dex saves and attack rolls against the creature have advantage. Holy, Holy shit. Yes. Yeah, Hashtag monks. Just, shit. Just, That's like the anti-roper yeah. ability. Just, you know, when you when you, when you you punch a big squid so hard that it's just like... <gasps> so much for this wet roper. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, no, that's all I can do. All right, Shepard, what are you going to do? You're not flying anymore, but it looked cool for a turn. It did look cool while I was doing the laps, too. Um, so first, 
I've got I've got this ability that uh doesn't really play into part this part of combat, but uh early on in the show we said like uh hey, can I just say like going forward I always have this on Ava. It's that thing where I can give somebody um advantage on initiative and I forgot about it maybe like five or six oh, episodes so ago. Uh <laughs> yeah, so can I can I try to I, I want to try to say again and try to remember this time going forward that um I'm just kind of always because uh, it lasts for like an hour or no, it lasts until I do it again. It lasts till you forget. Yeah, it lasts exactly. It out of character, it lasts until I forget. What it's supposed to do is I'm supposed to be able to give one person advantage on initiative and it lasts until they roll initiative, then it's off. And then I can just give somebody another one right away. There's no cap on it. But I feel like Ava, it's important for Ava to go first with all the punchiness. But um, that was just something that I realized I had forgotten for the last like six episodes. Um, other than that, I was going to, again, I really wanted to guiding bolt this thing so that everybody had advantage on fighting it. That's no longer needed. Instead, I'm going to cast Shield of Faith on Whiskey, yeah. uh, which will give Whiskey plus two to armor class for 10 minutes. But I'm hoping that... For 10 minutes. 600 rounds you got that. So protected. Um, that or that or just one combat and then like one conversation about cloacas. Oh my God, no. True. <laughs> um, that's how we measure time. I mean, that's a pretty long conversation on this podcast. So you might only make it halfway through that conversation before it dies out. Measure distance in crocodiles and time in cloacas. <laughs> yeah, we did measure distance to crocodiles, didn't we? Anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna cast Shield of Faith on whiskey, and then I'm gonna pull up my uh, spell coil staff, and I'm gonna shoot a bolt at this thing. Um, it's supposed to be a D6 plus int. Um, for some reason it just rolled the D six, but it rolled a six on the die. So that's a six plus a three, nine points of damage as I blast with my staff. All right. Nine points of damage. You definitely feel like you were all hurting this thing, especially by the way that it is now responding. It's eye just seems like the eyelid is a different shape. It, it doesn't seem to be growling as much as quivering. I feel like maybe it's suddenly scared at the uh, rate of its own mortality. Is there anything else you'd like to do? Nope, that is it. That's my action bonus action. I want to stay here. All right, we go to the monster's turn. It can't do anything, I guess. I'm pretty sure. Um, incapacitated can't move. I guess if there's anything it can do that's like magic that doesn't require movement. I don't. I don't. What does incapacitated mean? Does that have like a specific five e meaning? Oh, can't take actions or reactions or move. So that's all the things, right? Yeah, and it can't do anything to avoid this. They could have made that save. It only lasts, it just lasts until the end of my next turn. So I think that's like the way that it gets out of it is just time. All right. Well, this roper looks like a sad boy. And now it's Salt Red's turn. Gonna smash. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I would like to smash, please. One smash. Two smashes, actually. I get two attacks. So you have advantage. The first one's 22. Uh, Oh, and I get to reroll one of those. You can reroll a one or two on damage dice with melee weapons wielded with two hands. So does that mean like anytime you attack, yeah, with, with two hand, a two handed weapon? I can only do one or like the other. Like if I roll two ones, <laughs> can I reroll both of those? Yep. Okay. <laughs> so that's gonna be thirteen bludgeoning damage. 
Okay. The first one. The second one is going to be a 23 to hit. All right. What does it look like as you kill this roper? I'd like to say as you hit this thing, you notice just like the texture of its body is different than a roper on your planet of Tyrell. It seems like it's more made of coral rather than uh, stone. Oh. Uh, I don't I just I just think that she does like the classic, like brings them all up over her head and just lets it come crashing down, just like the brute force of gravity and the weight of her mall, uh, I think just comes crashing down on it and uh, smashes it between the rock and her mall. So you shatter this thing. It just splinters into bits of coral-like stone, and suddenly it's just returned to silence, with the exception of that small waterfall flowing in the corner of the room. Uh, Oh, Whiskey! Whiskey, are you okay? Ow! Oh, Whiskey. Good teamwork, guys. Ow. Whiskey, Ow. way to distract it. No. Dr. Shepard, is there anything you can do for uh, Whiskey's face? Yeah. No. I already winged it. And like probably everything else too. I, I did my best. Yeah. How hurt is everybody? I'm okay. My best heal I could do is an AOE that takes 10 minutes. I got this. Come on over here. I'll bing you again. I could I could get you with a quick stim. Yeah, I could I could quick stim as well. You want to get booped by a robot or stabbed by some needles? <laughs> I can boop you like three times today. All of the above. I got like three boops in me. It might be a why not both. Info's going to boop whiskey. Just like reach over and just slowly like right on the nose. Boop. He's actually say boop. <laughs> Just over there booping until... And that's five. I, I, I might need more than one, so... And Info will boop one more time because, you know, save one slot for the next life. And that was a seven. So you got 19 now, Whiskey? That's more than half my health. Info's gonna, like, come up behind Whiskey now and be like, Oh, what the hell? Boop! And, like, reach around and point her again in the nose and do this last uh, slot. I thought he was just booping her for fun. <laughs> oh, and it was a 12. I always save the biggest boops for the end. Third boops the charm. Thank you. Oh, I feel much better. Thank, thank you, Info. You're the best. No problem. I might ask you to hold some shit for me later, and if any authorities ask, you don't know me. <laughs> I never know you, my, <laughs> friend, my friend. I, I never know you. And after you all heal whiskey, you'll hear the voice of Sultan echoing down the cave. Um, um, can you get down here, please? And that's where we'll end this episode of Eclipse. Oh, shit. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Damn it. Hey, everybody. This is Jeremy, your DM. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Eclipse. I hope that you enjoyed it as much as we did when we recorded it. The plot is really starting to take off now, so I'm super excited to get deeper into this story. The next episode of Eclipse will release in two weeks, so make sure that you're subscribed to Eclipse so you never miss an episode. And if you've enjoyed Eclipse, please tell your friends about us. Go wherever you like to get your podcasts and leave us a rating and a review. We have gotten a lot of downloads and a lot of positive feedback, so I really, really appreciate all the support. You can keep up to date with all the Eclipse content by following us on Twitter, 
That is at EclipsePod. We are super active on there. You can also go to TheEclipsePod.com where you can learn about the show and the crew and all the awesome voice actors that are playing the characters for Eclipse. Eclipse is part of the Majestic Goose Podcast Network, so you will want to check that out as well. We're home to over a dozen podcasts and streams. We have everything from actual plays to talk shows. We even do a live nerdy craft stream every week, so we really do it all here on the Majestic Goose Network. We release new content six days a week with shows like Doom Clock, One Shot Onslaught, Halfway to Hero, Dice Talk, Roll for Weird, and many, many more. So go to MajesticGoose.com and check out all that awesome stuff on there. You can check out our weekly streaming schedule and just come say hi to us. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next time on Eclipse.